Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It is Monday, Monday, just Monday in most of the country, but it is Patriots Day in Massachusetts and Maine. It is Marathon Monday and appears to be, I think, a really good day for running a marathon. I might go do it, Ironhead. I might go do it. I didn't know the weather was going to be so good for running. It's sunny and cool and i think the runners are happy maybe i'll head out there after the show and just do a quick 26 uh i think it's it's good that it's back it's the first time since uh before the uh, pandemic or should i say before the overreaction to the pandemic the idea that the marathon was ever canceled or postponed is absurd there's no danger of spreading covid to these skinny people and if they did get it so what they're skinny they're healthy the city was just overrun by stick figures over the weekend heading out for uh, for pasta in the north end. I like to see it. I like the marathon. I used to hate it, but I learned to love it because uh, of the way I, I, I you cover it or you watch it or you just go hang out. You don't go to the finish line. You don't watch the, the winners. You watch the stragglers. You watch the people just trying to run it once, get it off their bucket list, and they stumble and stagger over the finish line. It's great drama. If you go, I don't know, Kenmore Square, just see people who who made it that far and know they're going to finish and know they're going to make it and see their families there cheering them on. It's it's a great event. I know you know what I want people to do today. I know maybe I'm 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 too mean spirited, but I want them to heckle any runner, and there will be one. There'll be probably more than one running with a mask on. Uh, if, if someone's out there running with a mask on and you're a fan, you're along the route, do your job and heckle that person. I'm, I'm close to doing it. The other day I was out riding my bike and I saw a guy and he was in the middle of nowhere running. He was along the river, along the mystic river, nobody within hundred yards. And he had his mask on. He was running. And I was so close to just pulling my bike up next to him and saying, can you help explain this to me? Why are you wearing a mask? You friggin' idiot. And uh, I didn't do it. Cause I'm, you know, an adult. I didn't want, I mean, I, I'm, I haven't done it, but I'm thinking of start. I'm thinking of, of heckling these idiots. Now it's going to get to that point because there are some people who will never stop wearing their masks. Yeah. There's for some reason. And, and many of them are young and healthy and fit. And they just feel like it's a way to show the world they care. It's a way to virtue signal, simple way. Just get out your useless cloth mask, put it on. And that means you care more than somebody else. Uh, It doesn't have to be based in science. Of course, not based in science at all. As we all know, 
they don't work. There's, there's an overwhelming amount of evidence of data that shows they don't work. They don't matter. They don't keep you from getting COVID. They don't keep you from spreading COVID. Uh, but it's like wearing a Ukrainian flag on your, on your lapel or in your hat. If you're a golfer, you wear the Ukrainian flag. You show people you care more than they do. But I hope, I hope people do at least laugh at the people who are running 26 miles today and choose to gag themselves. Uh, Out of the 30,000 runners, I don't think there'll be more than a handful. For some reason, I don't know why it's a cultural thing uh, that there are more Asians who wear masks than anything. And as, as you and I were talking about before we started recording, we got this uh, video uh, and we'll get to this video on a, on an airplane of some uh, Christian of a, of a Christian man singing a song and playing his guitar and people singing along. And I tweeted about it and, and we'll talk about it. But the one thing that everyone notices is almost nobody on this plane is wearing a mask. And we decided it has to be an old video, right? It has to be because they, they extended the mask mandate. I'm going on a plane this week and I'm just, I, it, it doesn't, it's, I don't find it real burdensome to wear the stupid cloth mask, but when you realize that it's not, it doesn't do anything, that it's ineffective, that nobody gets COVID on a plane, that they are doing it, that the Biden regime is doing it just to virtue signal, just to exert control, then it becomes frustrating. Then it becomes maddening. And then you have the, you know, you have that one Nazi stewardess who takes pride in, in yelling at people who let it slip below their nose or who nod off. People will fall asleep on a plane and it'll slip below their nose and they'll wake them up. Mm-hmm. What, what's going through your mind? I realize this is like a bully teacher or a bully you know, coach who just does the job so that they could push little kids around. That's what stewardess, some stewardess, not many, not many, I'd say the, the small minority, but they love it. They don't ever want the mask mandate to end because they love busting balls. They love uh, flexing their muscles and saying, you let that slip below your nose. You're going to kill us all. Pull that up. And they'll wake. It's like when they wake people, the pilot wakes people to tell them like what they're flying over, you know, Oh, you're flying over uh, Kansas right now. And you're going, I was, I just fell asleep. What the hell? Why did you do that? I don't care what we're flying over. Who cares? Most people can't even look out the window. Sometimes it's like at night and the pilot will tell you what you're flying over and you're just trying to, you know, get through the flight and they think you're on some kind of tour, you know, give me a, give me a tour. What's on the left side. And all the people on the right are trying to look. It's just so annoying. I'm, I'm, I'm flying is flying is weird. It's the one thing in life that has gotten so much worse. You know, the, the hotels are better. The rental cars are better. You know, the system of getting in and out of a rental car place is so much better than it used to be. And hotels are nicer. And God knows you got directions and and you got your GPS and you can find things you could never find. Everything's gotten better as it should over time, except flying. Flying has gotten worse in every way. It's less comfortable. It's more expensive. It's just more difficult. You got to be there earlier. You got to take your shoes off still. All this stuff, uh, you'd think by now we'd have an easier way to just show up and, you know, they, they, they would like have one one scan, every scan everybody at the same time, find out if they have any uh, weapons on them, and then boom, you're on the plane. No waiting in line, taking off your shoes and pulling your stuff out and taking away my shaving cream. That's what happened last time I flew, that brand new tube of shaving. The guy says, sorry, but... Uh, 
you can't take this. And I, he was nice. And I said, fine, but you just want to say, why, why just help me out. You think I'm bringing an explosive on board in my shaving cream. That's what you think. That's, that's what we're afraid of. It's just absurd, but we could get to uh, that flight with the crazy Christians and Elon Omar's reaction to it. That kind of went viral on uh, Twitter uh, last night or yesterday. Got a lot more, got a lot to get to a loaded Patriots day show. We have the greatest villain in sports right now. I just want to, I want to salute Kyrie Irving and we'll get to it as just, he's got it all. I don't think people appreciate what a wonderful sports villain Kyrie Irving is. And it was all on display yesterday. We got an update on Frank James. I wonder how Frank James is doing with the prison food. You think he's going to lose a few LBs in prison? You think he'll come out? I'm surprised he's not out already. I joked about this the other day that he was going to get bail, you know, like 10 minutes after he was booked. I joked about it. I don't think I'm joking anymore. I think Mm. there's a chance Frank James gets, uh, gets, gets bailed out. And I'll explain that to you. Uh, We have uh, a predictable reaction to the uh, Grand Rapids shooting, the shooting of the uh, suspect, uh, I forget how to say his name. Loyola. 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 Uh, from Ayanna Presley. You're not going to believe what Ayanna Presley says about uh, that uh, uh, perfectly justified shooting of a suspect who stole the policeman's taser and was getting ready to use it on her. And the and the Red Sox, tough break. The Red Sox head in Toronto. Half the team can't go because they're not vaccinated. <laughs> Actually, we don't know how many players. We know starting pitcher Tanner Howe can't go, who will now become the Globe's least favorite player. That's all it takes. Yeah, We got an update. We got an update on Elon Musk, too, by the way, who is – I love him. I love – I know he's he's not perfect. He's not – but I judge people on people – I judge people on the people who hate them, you know? I love him because so many people – so many of the right people hate him. And it's, it's amazing where these people who hate Musk because he's a billionaire oligarch buying a media outlet, where they work. <laughs> they were Washington Post, uh, Atlantic, Axios, um, New York Times, all companies owned by oligarchs, all companies that are essentially playthings for billionaires. And by the way, you see these stories written nationally about the people at the Washington Post or the Atlantic who, uh, or Bloomberg companies that are owned media companies that are owned by billionaires who are criticizing a billionaire who wants to own a media company. Do you ever notice who gets left out every single time? That's just how insignificant the Boston Globe is on a national scale. Nobody even mentions the fact that a billionaire owns the Red Sox, owns the Globe and uses it as his little plaything because the Globe is just, dead and on a national level it is just so totally irrelevant but uh, we'll get to that and a lot more today's callahan show oh look today's callahan show brought to you by callahan coffee not only is it our first branded product there it is if you're watching along uh watching on locals with us but it's damn good coffee proudly roasted to order in waltham mass we ensured you be getting the freshest and highest quality coffee delivered right to your door the feedback has been terrific. That's what uh, my man Graham wrote, and that is true. I've gotten a lot of reaction from people who say it is outstanding coffee. 
Uh, and you would agree, right, oh, yeah. Ironhead? I actually haven't seen any negativity, which is strange which for is the unusual. internet. I mean, yeah. you see stupid wisecracks, but nobody's saying they don't love it. It is high-quality coffee. Just go to CallahanCoffee.com and click the link in our social media bio to order some now. Get it. What's the next reason they get Mother's Day? Get some for Mother's Day. Get some for Father's Day. Get some for springtime. Uh, CallahanCoffee.com. I'm going to read you this story because this is amazing. I, again, joked about Frank James, the 400-pound shooter in New York, in the subway. He was on the run for 30 hours. By the way, do you remember what uh, the mayor said when they captured, when they found this fat load waddling down the streets of Manhattan? He made a special appearance because he has COVID and he, from his, from the mansion, the mayor's mansion uh, and said, we got him dramatically. You know, it's the big applause moment. We got him. Mm. We got him. That's not what you say when the suspect calls you from McDonald's and said, are you guys looking for me? <laughs> you coming to pick me up or what? Uh, that's not a very dramatic uh, capturing of a, shooting suspect. I mean, you got him. It took 30 hours, which is about 29 more than it should have. And he's off the streets and he's, you know, the, the, the public is safer. I guess that's all relative in New York city, but the mayor just wanted that dramatic moment. We got him. We found out we, there was that guy from Syria, the uh, immigrant that everybody applauded because he followed him down the street and he, maybe, maybe he qualifies for an award, reward or not. I don't know. But then we find out later that Frank James just wanted just wanted to get it over with. He was tired. He was hungry. So he called Crime Stoppers himself and turned himself in. Another interesting nugget over the weekend, and I buy it. I believe it. Somebody tweeted this out, that Frank James, despite all his bluster and all his hate and all his violent rhetoric that we played last week on, uh, on social media, he you know, made all these posts on YouTube. By the way, is he still up there? Has he been taken down yet? Has he, has he called the election rigged yet? Has he called Leah <laughs> Thomas a boy yet? Because then once he does, he's going to be gone from YouTube and, and uh, Facebook and everything else. But somebody theorized, and I believe it, that he wasn't trying to kill people. Maybe this will be his, his argument before the judge when he gets bail, probably today. And I, I mean, he was in a crowded co subway car. Uh, he dropped those smoke bombs. He pulled out his gun, his Glock nine millimeter with the extra capacity, high capacity magazine. He took 33 shots and he killed nobody. He injured 10. And as we mentioned last week, they were almost, I believe, all in the leg, the knee, the foot. He was not trying to kill people. I mean, he's a bad shot. He's a big, uh, you know, he's, he's probably not particularly, you know, a well, you know, practiced, well-trained marksman. But some of these people had to be, you know, five feet away from him. He had to be pointing the gun down. Wouldn't you agree? You're the gun guy, Craig. I, I mean, even if you're just, even if you're confused in the smoke and you're, and you're not used to the gun, whatever, you hold it up, aim and fire at people who are, you know, literally five, seven, 10 feet away and you hit them all in the legs. 
Yeah, Don't you think he had to be trying to do that? It had to be. It's. It seems almost impossible not to even accidentally kill someone shooting that many times in a right. train. I mean, they're trapped in the car. They're in the subway. I mean, you think if you wanted to kill, if you wanted to shoot them in the chest or a head, you could. Hell, I'm guessing he was like right next to I, mean, I know he was. There was a guy who was sitting right next to him and watched him put his gas mask on. One of the witnesses. So... Uh, I guess I'm mounting the defense for this maggot right now. And and maybe we'll find out in court that that indeed was the case that he was just trying to hurt people, not kill them. I haven't even heard of anybody, you know, in critical who's in, in danger of losing his or her life, but let's get to the latest mass shooter because I read this last night. I'm reading it again and it is mind boggling. I'll give you this, the headline from the uh, Fox News story. Suspect in mall shooting that left 14 people injured could return to work under bond conditions. Um, you heard that right. His name is Joanne Price. He's 22. Uh, if you were paying attention over the weekend, on Saturday, he pulled out his gun See if you can find out what kind. I know you're into this. Find out what kind of gun he had. I know it was. I don't think it was a scary assault weapon, weapon of war, but he had enough uh, bullets in the in the magazine to shoot 14 people at a mall. Now this is all too common. Uh, obviously, when the story breaks immediately, you know the the all the Democrats say guns blame the gun. The gun shot people. The gun's the problem where uh, Republicans or conservatives generally say it's a, it's a law and order problem. He's uh, there. You know, judges let these people go. DAs, weak DAs and just, or, or in my case, oftentimes you find out they're incentivized by what, you know, the Farrakhan rhetoric or the, the Al Sharpton race hustling. And they, they think to, you know, all the white people are to get them. So kind of like uh, Frank James, we don't know the story yet. Juwan Price's story, but we know he shot 14 people at a mall. He is out on bail. He is out on bail. And I know I often bring these stories, crime, crime stories back to January uh, 6th, but there were hundreds. I think, I, I don't know the number right now. I'm going to get the exact number. There were dozens, put it that way. There are dozens of people still in jail who never made bail, never were granted bail for trespassing, or they like to say parading. We've, we've gone through Jacob Chansley, you know, the, the Viking man. He's spent uh, over a year in solitary confinement, never made bail. He committed no violent act. He hurt nobody. He broke nothing. He wandered around the Capitol literally howling like a wolf. He's doing 41 months in the deplorable jail in D.C. There were dozens and dozens of people held without bail this guy shot 14 people. It's mind boggling. Uh, and I, um, uh, let's, let's see, we'll read from the rest of the Fox News story. A South Carolina judge set a $25,000 bond for a suspect in the mall shooting Saturday that left 14 people injured, according to the Columbia police. Jawan Price will be on house arrest, but allowed to travel to and from work. This is Monday. He did this Saturday. He shot up a mall 
Saturday. He's go. He's allowed to go to work. Yeah, how's that? On Monday. How's that going to go? Hey, John, you want to uh, yeah. you want to drop the fries for me? No, I don't. All right, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the people at work. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning. How was your weekend? Oh, what'd you, what'd you do? I, my my family was over. We had Easter. You know, went to a movie. I know. Uh, I went to a ball game. What'd you do? Oh, I shot up a mall. Oh, good, good. You're, that sounds like a joke. Yeah, this is real. He was charged with unlawfully carrying a pistol uh, and could face additional charges. Gee, you think? Uh, he's one of three people who were detained by uh, law enforcement following the shooting. The other two were released after they were, it was determined they weren't involved. We don't believe this was random, said Columbia Police Chief Skip Holbrook. We believe they knew each other and something led to the gunfire. Um we got picture. We got a mugshot. Another large man who is uh, probably going to return to McDonald's before he returns to work. But this is real. This is real. This man, this man, shot up a mall and is back at work. I think. Well, we don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's taking paid. You know, maybe he's running the marathon and yeah. he's taking Patriots Day off. But he shot up a mall. And injured 14 was given bail. Good thing he wasn't, you know, parading in the cap. Good thing the police didn't let him in the Capitol. And he walked around taking pictures and taking selfies and waving an American flag or else he would never, ever make bail. But this is so incredible to me. Again, I was joking about Frank James making bail. What's the difference? Frank James injured fewer people. He injured fewer people and he's being held without bail right now in uh, Manhattan, but he's going to go before a judge and say, you know, listen, I had a bad day, whatever. I shot them in the leg. I didn't mean to keep them, uh, kill them. And is he going to get bail? Uh, How can we even begin to have a discussion debate about guns when we have judges like this? It's all about, it's all about location, location, location. But did you ever think this was possible? No. I mean, when you heard, uh, when you heard a guy shot up a mall, and then you heard, you know, this bail was set. I'm thinking this bail set at like five million dollars or something that he could never ever make. He made it. Yeah. <laughs> he, went, he went home. He's got a ankle brace or whatever, but he can go to work. Uh, there was kids. There was probably kids at that mall. I'd say Jerry, right? I would guess on a Saturday at the mall. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing. He was going to be required to wear an ankle bracelet. He have, he can have no contact with anyone involved. Oh oh, and he can't go to the mall. I'm Ooh. sorry. I'm taking it back. This is hardcore. This judge is coming down hard on him. He can't go to the mall. He was arrested just after midnight Sunday. Uh, one of three people, the one they're right. The other one was, uh, I'm looking for the, uh, uh, got his attorney. So the attorney said it stemmed from a years long conflict and added that price turned himself in and he has no prior convictions. Well, why did you say so? Yeah. No prior convictions. That'd be like a, a bills. Hell. That'd be like a bills fan going to Gillette opening fire. And then afterwards getting released on bail and going, you know what? You just can't come to Gillette anymore. Just, you just can't go to the game. It'd yeah. be like, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Omar Mateen, you can't go to the Pulse, Pulse, Mike, the Pulse nightclub anymore, Omar, <laughs> or Stephen Paddock. 
you got to stay off the strip in Las Vegas, Stephen. You just shot, you know, eight uh, injured, whatever yeah, it is. You know, I'm going to say it. Uh, people we're, we're killed gonna, 60 people. How is this even possible? This is South Carolina. This is not. No. This is, I'm, I'm looking for the judge's name. I just have to find it. I don't know why. Not that uh, uh, I could affect his life, but uh, there are judges who are releasing mall shooters. There's a kid in Texas, I don't know if you recall, a couple months ago, shot up a school, was bailed out immediately. Yeah. When he went home, his family had a party yeah. for him, a welcome home party. How are guns the problem when you have a judge releasing a mall shooter on bail? Uh, I'm still... I'm, uh, let me try to find uh, the, the uh, maybe they don't give you the judge's name, but whatever. The judge, <laughs> Probably not on this one. <laughs> uh, to the, at the mall of Victor Valley. Oh, no, that's a different mall shooting. Jesus. So mall shootings are a thing, a scary thing, uh, a, 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 a evil thing. But the guy is <laughs> I'd love to. Follow, I'm going to follow this story. Find out if he actually went to work. Did Dwayne. <laughs> Did Dwayne Price go to work? Because the judge said he could. Did he show? I can't find out what he uh, does for a living, but uh, uh, he said there's a 73 year old victim. It's amazing. He shot a 73 year old person who's still in the hospital. Others have treated and released. Who cares? Like how many? If you shoot a gun at, at the at the ceiling in a mall, you think you wouldn't be able to make bail the next day? No kidding. But that. Uh, that is the state of America. Judges in South Carolina. I think you just, you Living. know, terrorizing Living. children would uh, be a bigger problem. Yeah. I mean, right. The mall, mall had to be full of kids. It's what malls are, right? I mean, it had to be kids at the food court and everything else. Yeah. He <laughs> can go allowed to. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Allowed to travel to work and then come home, by the way, and sleep in his own bed. What's it take to be held without bail, I guess, if people died. So you sit there and you go, well, the 73-year-old guy, he's uh, he's hanging on. He's in the hospital, but he's but he's hanging on. So you can go now. Enjoy your day at work. Because it's, not like, it it's work. not like he's under 18 either, where you could try to somehow make this make sense. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, one of uh, his victims was 15. The youngest was 15. The oldest was 73. No, no discrimination from this guy. That's nice. A judge ordered him ankle monitor, allowed to travel to and from work after he post bail. <laughs> and he can't have contact with any of the people he shot. And he can't go to the mall. What's he going to do now if he wants to, uh, you know, go to Orange Julius? You know, what if what if he wants to go to you know Abercrombie? <laughs> Yes. For a new spring outfit. Or go to, what if he wants to go to Spencer's Gifts? He can't go to the mall. Uh, Mr. I wonder if he go to another mall. Mr. Price, I asked for no mayo. Oh, crap. Sorry. I, I forgot who you were. <laughs> oh, mail. Uh, shot a 15-year-old kid and a 73-year-old man. And he's uh, busy at work right now. And uh, who knows? Maybe he'll, he won't do another day in jail. But uh, that just shows you. By the way, I'm reading the spectacular book. January 6th, it's called by Julie Kelly. We're going to have Julie Kelly on the show when I'm done. I'm a slow reader. I'm sorry, but uh, it's an amazing, outrageous, infuriating read about what they're doing to, to the political prisoners in D.C. who dared protest against 
the Biden regime. That's what the Biden Department of Justice does. They throw their enemies in gulags and they leave them there without a trial, without a speedy trial, without bail. It's it's frightening. I'm telling you, I'm reading it now and every three pages I have to put it down. It is so infuriating. But uh, we'll get to that another day. Those people, instead of walking around the Capitol, taking selfies and waving American flags, should have shot up a mall that had been home the next day. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my advice. The next time you're thinking of, you know, participating in a peaceful protest. And again, there were violent people. There were assaults on police officers. I'm not talking about them. They're a small minority. There were lots and lots of people who were just parading, parading. That's the charge. And they never got bail. They never got released. It's it hell. They never got summer awaiting trial a year and four months later, sitting there awaiting trial. It's outrageous, but uh, not nearly as outrageous as this. What happens if, what happens if Joanne Price decides to shoot? I mean, <laughs> decides, you know, I had some fun. I'm going to go shoot up another mall, shoot up a whatever a school. I mean, he's free. Uh, we don't have to do it. No, but he's to... he's not allowed in the malls, Jerry. You understand? Oh yeah. Well, he could go to a whatever. He can go to a game. Go to a ball game. Go to a, <laughs> a concert. Shoot that up. Go to a nightclub. Go to a Pulse nightclub. I'm just insane. And we're gonna sit there and talk about guns. Guns. Uh, I mean, guns are you know, guns can be scary, but judges like this to me are even more frightening. All right, we got lots to get to. Let's get, let me do, let me do uh, siempre, siempre. And then uh, we will talk about uh, uh, my girl, Ayanna Presley, my crazy congresswoman's reaction, his predictable reaction to the uh, police shooting, the justified shooting of a violent suspect in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And this uh, fellow, her fellow squad member, Elon Omar's tweet about the, uh, the Christians on the plane who were singing and we can play that. It is pretty funny. And I, in a way I do agree with Elon Omar, but she left out an important part of the story. We'll get to that after, but they about siempre. All right, let's talk about siempre tequila. I got your new spring drink here. This is perfect for spring and summer. Siempre was founded in 2015 by Alex and Monica. They took their life savings and started making tequila. It wasn't much, but they made it count. Uh, they figured if it was their favorite drink, the world might agree. Besides, it had to be good because they knew they'd be drinking a lot of it. Well, after they won a few awards and a ton of hard work, Siempre has grown into over 20 markets around the world. It's won multiple awards. It's made traditionally in a small Mexican town called Tequila. How cool is that? Siempre means always. The rose on the bottle symbolizes Beauty in both life and death, good and bad. It's 100% blue Weber agave from both the highlands and lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico. They use volcanic spring water to make a siempre. Famous people drink it, but there's never going to be a celebrity owner or a celebrity spokesman. Siempre wants you to be your own celebrity. So ask for siempre at your local wine and spirit store or find it online at shop.com. SiempreTequila.com. That is Siempre, S-I-E-M-P-R-E. Shop.SiempreTequila.com. Uh, let's get to this, Elon and Homer, because this is the funniest story of the day. We will get to Kyrie Irving, the supervillain who I have, I'm telling you, I, 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 I don't know if I respect him. I appreciate him. 
I enjoy him. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough villains. And this isn't a villain who's, you know, shooting up a mall or anything. This is a villain who's not attacking, physically attacking anyone. But God, does he make, does he add a little edge to a basketball game? Which is, I'm just happy he's allowed to play because he didn't get a, a jack. He still hasn't had the, the jab. I guess he, he won't be able to play in Toronto, but he can play in Boston. And thank God he can, because he's a very entertaining villain. Speaking of entertaining villains, Elon Omar, who we know is one of the most, I would say she's the most corrupt member of the squad. Yeah. But she's untouchable, like all the squad members. They have their little crazy, they have their districts, and their districts are full of lunatics, and they will continue to send them back to Congress. Elon Omar has broken many laws, campaign finance laws, uh, immigration laws. As we know, she married her brother. Uh, to get him into the country. But if you haven't seen this video, it's a video that kind of went viral, I guess over Easter weekend of a group of Christians. I don't know what they're called, but an organization of, uh, I'm going to guess evangelical Christians, very proud and loud Christians. And they're on a plane and one guy gets up with his guitar and leads them in the chorus. I love this song. Do you know this song, Ironhead? What are you singing? I've never heard this song in my life, no. And they post it and they say, worshiping Jesus at 30,000 feet in, uh, in the air. And he gets up and starts playing and a bunch of people in his group and maybe perfect strangers, I don't know, but some people sing along and clap and sway to the music and enjoy it. Not everybody does, though. There's a couple of funny uh Facial expressions on passengers who were not you know, up for uh, singing along. But c- can we play the, the video first? agree i know you that this is would be annoying if you're that bald guy right next to him big bald guy and then somebody zeroed in on his facial expression and it's priceless he's just like rolling his eyes going are you kidding me and i, I know you and many other people tweeted the uh uh the scene from animal house where belushi takes the guitar and then he's singing if i gave my love a cherry that had no stone <laughs> Uh, that song on the stairs. It's a great scene. It's a great, great movie. A great character. Blue. She takes the guitar, smashes it to pieces and then says, sorry, sorry. And if that guy, the bald guy there did that, I would not blame him at all. You know, usually I'm on the side of, I'm I'm on the side of the Christians in many, in these culture wars. But in this case, I have to say, if I'm sitting there with a ball, I'd be annoyed too. What if you're trying to sleep or trying to watch a movie he is right next to the guy playing the guitar and leading the, yeah. the the chorus. Not only is he playing an acoustic guitar on a flight where I get annoyed when the pilot just tells me to buckle my seatbelt. Right. The right. guy is strumming the guitar in this dude's face. <laughs> hey, you know, I get annoyed. You know what's the worst is the loud talker. You know, the loud talker to be in the next row mm-hmm. or it's across the aisle. And they are either on the phone, which is, you know, before you take off or whatever. Or then they're just talking to the person next to him and they're so loud and they want you to hear their conversation, and you feel like saying, dude, I, I really don't care what you had for dinner last night. Shut up. I made Those so much people. money last quarter. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and they start talking about their uh, business dealings that they made. But this, 
this guy, he's in, you know, he get out of his seat and he playing the guitar and he's six inches from the, the guy's face. And then all the other people in his group, they get up out of their seats and start singing along. I have to admit that would annoy me. You know, I wouldn't, but here's the, here's the, I wouldn't feel threatened. You know, I wouldn't feel like they were, you know, thinking about taking over the plane. Would you? I mean, <laughs> do, do they look like the type who are going to take the plane and take us all hostage? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Uh, that, well, that'd be, a, that'd be a hell of a twist. So Elon Omar put that, uh, that, that tweet up there again from uh, Elon Omar, famous squad member from uh, Minnesota. She, uh, she tweets... Uh, there, there was a huge reaction to this this video on on Twitter. Of course, it was Easter, so people generally were, you know, not all that upset with these people for worshiping Jesus at thirty thousand feet. But Elon Omar tweets, "I think my family and I should have a prayer session next time on a plane. How do you think it will end?" <laughs> and she just gets. Uh, let me see the. the she gets 10,000 retweets, 146,000 likes. This is the most sane thing she's ever said. Right, right. But it's the only thing I could, well, except here's the problem. And, you know, obviously she thinks that if they're singing, she's a Muslim and, and uh, she, uh, everything she does, you know, she's the one that said after 9-11, some people did something. She yeah. is a militant. She does not. She does not even hide it. You know, anything happening in, you know, in, in Israel, uh, the, the West Bank, it's always the, the Israelis are wrong. She's an anti-Semite. Uh, the Palestinians are, are are innocent little angels being attacked by the evil Israelis. That's her stance on everything. Anyway, um, I tweeted, I said, I don't know, maybe it would end with you and your brother joining the Mile High Club. I think that is a possibility. But what's wrong with saying that the that the terrorists on 9/11 were uh, praying and you know were saying uh, Allah Akbar. They were they used your religion. They hijacked your religion, Miss Omar, and then they hijacked killed people. A, they hijacked a few things that day. Thousands, oh. right? They hijacked your religion. They hijacked planes. They killed thousands. So that the so it was kind of the pretense to the to the mass slaughter that they were praying. And and sing, well, I don't know about singing or chanting, but that would make people nervous because that's what terrorists did on 9-11, right? Mm -hmm. It's not Islamophobia. It's just a fact. That's what happened on 9-11. They didn't stand up like these, you know, these Christian zombies and start singing, you know, songs about Christ. Some may, some those, may say those Christians did hijack that plane, judging by that video. Well, did they crash into a building? <laughs> no, but I think that ball guy wanted to crash the plane. <laughs> he, he was he was hoping. Uh, I give him credit, man. I know lots of people, and so do you, who wouldn't take that. The guy is with his wife. His wife's kind of smiling. He's just looking like shaking his head a little bit. There are people, by the way, you can see they have the uh, TVs on the on the seats. Mm -hmm. there are people trying to watch, you know, whatever. Watch Entertainment Tonight. Is are those TVs? I don't know, but this uh, this guy is exactly how I feel. I I would probably have been more immature about it, to be honest. Yeah, I'd like to see the whole video and see how the plane went, how how the the whole thing went. Like, how long did the song go? If they just sang a song and said, you know, God bless you, Jesus loves you, but you don't feel threatened by them, do you? Nah, but I I also got to look at it the way too. Like, if uh, some rabbi got up and just started doing a prayer, I'd be equally annoyed. 
Yeah, annoyed is one thing, but being scared that was the the, the precursor to something bigger other than maybe they're handing you a pamphlet saying, you know, do you know, do you love Jesus? That I wouldn't uh, care. If you walk around silently and hand me a pamphlet, I can just throw it in the seat back thing and not have right, to worry right. about it. I always give, uh, when I see like the door to door, you know, like the Jehovah Witness or whatever, Mormons go door to door. I was, believe it or not, I've always been polite to them because I think of what a what an awful way to spend the day. Mm. And they just much as so many people just shut the door in their face, particularly like around in the Northeast. And I just say, Oh, thank you. Anyway. And then shut the door and throw it away. Like you do. But to the idea of, you know, just hating them. I don't feel again, they're not going to get in your face and, you know, yell at you. They, I mean, look at the smile on that guy's face who's singing the uh, guitar. Yeah, but, but wouldn't that be the greatest? Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> and he looks big. I don't know how big he is, but he looks big and he looks tough. And he is so tempted to just smash that guitar. He would be a global sensation if he did. It's so funny, too, because the guy with the guitar is rocking out, but it's an acoustic, so you can barely hear it, so it still looks funny. <laughs> it does take some nerve to think that you can stand up and play guitar and sing without, you know, everybody's consent on a plane. Oh, my you know? God. I hate, I hate that video. Keep, keep your shit to yourself. <laughs> well, it's uh, gone global. Probably didn't help the cause. The next guy who does that, people are going to shut shut. But he had a lot of friends or whatever group members. So he had a lot of people singing along, but uh, all right, we, uh, we got to get to a few more things here. We already, uh, already did Frank James, the theory on Frank James, which is a good one, by the way, that he shot people in the leg. That'll be his defense. That'll oh, yeah. be his defense. Which means he'll be out by dinner time. And, uh, but I do want to get to this, um, the Kyrie Irving story. If you didn't see it yesterday, if you were busy with your uh, family on Easter, I understand. But here in Boston, the uh, Celtics and Nets played game one of their playoff series. It was dramatic. It was a great game. The Celtics won in the final seconds. By the way, and I tweeted about this, if you don't, if you didn't have time to watch, you know, the game and you want to see it, I tweeted the video from the Celtics and it's amazing. The final play, it's a little dish, Jason Tatum, a little spin lay in. They get a layup to win the game. They're down one. They get a layup to win by one. How often do you see a layup to win a game at the buzzer? Never. <laughs> you want to know why? Because Kyrie Irving didn't play defense. You know why? You know what else? Kevin Durant didn't play defense. It's amazing. You think and these are NBA players making $40 million a year. The game's on the line. It's the playoffs. The playoffs. And I'm looking at it again right now. Kevin Durant doesn't move. He's standing at the free throw line. Doesn't move. It's his fault, first of all. And then Kyrie Irving plays half-ass. If I'm playing pickup with these guys, I yell at them. I say, come on, you know, play some freaking defense. That's what we're here for. It's embarrassing because you can see it from all angles. And again, the two biggest stars in the in the series on the floor, both took the last play off and lost as a result. If you're a Celtics fan, you have to enjoy the hell out of this. It's a great picture of uh, Kevin, uh, Jason Tatum with his arms up after hitting the game winner and Kyrie Irving with his arms at his side going, what just happened? I'll tell you what just happened, Kyrie. You didn't give any effort on the last play. If you had... Played a little defense. You may be up 1-0. You're down 0-1. But I have to say, Kyrie Irving is, I think, one of the all-time great villains. I mean, 
you got to have villains in sports. You know, we used to talk about this all the time. You're uh, Ulf Samuelsons, or, you know, you're, uh, uh, would be another great one. The old days, you know, your Yankees had a million of Billy Martin, Thurman Munson, Mickey Rivers, uh, Alex Rodriguez would be one of the great modern day villains. Brad Marchand. Need, Brad Marchand. Well, he, he, he's absolutely would be hated by all opposing teams. And there's just some guys who just fit the bill perfectly. They're just great sports villains. There aren't many better than Kyrie Irving. I'll tell you why. First of all, he's really good. Mm-hmm. You can't suck and be a great, great villain. You right. can't suck. You know, obviously, if you're on the bench and you're whatever, waving a towel and yelling, you could be a dink, but you can't be a great villain. He's a spectacular player. He went off on 39 points yesterday, uh, even though he's unvaxxed. Um, you got to be really good, and you can't be like – you can't be violent, you know, like if he was trying to hurt people, then he'd get suspended. If he was trying to fight with a fan, it'd be a whole deal. It'd be suspended and fined and all that. All he does is flip the finger, flip the middle finger. And you're going, that, that shouldn't be such a big deal. I mean, just hold a finger in the air. But if you missed it yesterday, the fans were heckling him. He was standing on the edge of the court. And he put his hands behind his head in two middle fingers. <laughs> and the picture went viral and it's all everywhere today. And the fans were flipping him the finger and they were yelling at him. And he was telling them to, to uh, fillet him as he went off the court. But he explains it. He's not stupid. He's pretty articulate and pretty thoughtful for a lunatic, for a, uh, for a villain. But um, do you have the sound of him explaining his relationship with the fans in Boston from uh, – uh, after the game yesterday, I don't, he'll probably get fined, but again, so what he's got, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars already, but he talks about it and he makes some good points, but, uh, let's, let's listen to the, the bad boy, Kyrie Irving. It looked like there were a couple times where you gave the fans uh, the finger. I'm curious, was there <laughs> anything that you thought crossed the line today? And are you the kind of guy that, gets motivated by kind of going back and forth with the fans. Do you kind of use that internally as uh, something to fire you up? Look, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just – where I'm from, you know, I'm used to all these antics and people being close nearby. Um, you know, it's nothing new when I come into this building what it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm going to have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan, but – um, you know, when people start yelling pussy and bitch and fuck you and all this stuff, it's but so much you can take uh, as a competitor. And, um, you know, we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Nah, fuck that. It's the playoffs. This is what it is. You know, I, I've, I know what to expect in here, and it's the same energy I'm giving back to them. It is what it is. I'm not really focused on it. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? And like, like, again, this, where I'm from, I, I've dealt with so much. So coming in here, it, you relish it as a competitor. And, and this is, uh, you know, I'm going to keep repeating myself when I say again, but this isn't my first time in TD Garden. So what you guys saw and what you guys think is as entertainment or the fans think is entertainment, all is fair in competition, you know. So if some somebody's going to call me out of my name, I'm going to look at them straight in the eye and see if they're really about it. Most of the time they're not. Kyrie, to that point, do you feel- yeah, good for you know what? Give him credit. He could have easily some cliche. He's you know whatever one game at a time. I don't know. He mm-hmm. told the truth there. Here's the bottom line. I've said it for years. Hecklers 
by definition, are a-holes, right? You don't go to a game, you see a heckler, they're, you know, generally, they're just a-holes. A grown man who's heckling another grown man because he plays for the other team. And I wonder how I'd react if I'm Kyrie Irving and I'm playing a game and they're saying, you bitch and you pussy and all this other stuff. And his reaction was to flip him the finger and I don't blame him at all. He didn't throw anything at them. He didn't. He didn't let them get to him where he couldn't, you know, couldn't play the game. I mean, I'm looking, the guy's, uh, the guy's an amazing player, an amazing player. Uh, where's this? I'm looking for his, uh, I have this, uh, this clip here of him walking, uh, off the court. I don't know if you saw this one, which added to I it. Did. Right? Yeah, I just uh, referenced it where he tells him to, uh, you know, yep. service him, Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, let's play it. You're going to have to move out of the way, please. So a grown man says, Kyrie, you suck. And we're, uh, you know, the league, we're supposed, we expect him to just say, oh, thank you. Thanks for coming. Good to see you. I mean, he's human. Someone tells some grown man says, you suck. And, you know, sometimes it's to your face knowing or at least thinking you can't do anything about it. I just wish he would um, enjoy being the villain more because it does seem to actually bug him to some level, which is annoying. It doesn't rally. I mean, he went. He scored 39, 6 for 10 um, from three-point line. I mean, if he'd played defense on the last play, he'd have been the star of the game. Game one, game one win. He just didn't fit, just feel like being playing defense. He could have played but defense, but has, that move was great. I think he has. I, I, and you know what he was thinking? You're, it's your job, Durant. You're supposed to have him. Right. I'm just here to help. But you know what? You got to help in the L. Don't you even have to foul rather than give up a layup? I mean, I realize he'll probably hit them both and win Jason Tatum. But, I mean, you have to do something. You don't just let him lay the ball in in the final play, final second to win. It's just embarrassing. And these are two, you know, Hall of Famers. Kevin Durant, one of the all-time greats, decides on that play, I'm not going to play any defense. But. Uh, I, I, I think, I think Kyrie's the perfect villain, perfect villain, just, uh, gives it right back. I will, uh, I look forward. He makes me want to watch, you know, the, you know, game two, game three, you want to see what happens. You want to see what happens when he goes home. Right. I still, I still think you have to respect him. He didn't want to take the jab and he didn't, and he missed half the season. And now he's, now he gets to play. Now he gets to play, even though all the little kids in New York, you know, they all the two-year-olds have to wear masks, but Kyrie Irving gets to play because the mayor is a chock-sniffing star bleeper. Crazy, though, but, like in the fourth quarter, he just did not miss yesterday. It was nuts. He's spectacular, a spectacular player, and a spectacular scorer. And he, you know, weighs like whatever, 140 pounds, and he just finds a way to get his shot off. And great player, great player, and great villain. One of the all-time greats. Speaking of great villains, I'm not sure. Colin Kaepernick, we got an update on Colin Kaepernick. I'm not sure I'd call him an all-time great villain. But Kaepernick, for once, is saying all the right things, which makes me think Kaepernick, I predicted by the draft he'd be able to have a team, and I'm going to double down on that. Mm. We'll give you the latest from Cap, Kaepernick, and my girl, my, my congresswoman, Ayanna Presley, chimes in on the Grand Rapids police shooting. You're going to be shocked at what... Uh, what Ringo had to say. But first, let me tell you about Shea Concrete. You know what Shea's got. They have a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is the time, people. This is when you do your big spring project. This is when you want to 
upgrade things at home. And I got a perfect way to do it. Get yourself a brand new set of precast concrete steps. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curve appeal. The guys at Shea show up, they get rid of the old steps, which is not easy to do. They install the new ones. And just like that, you have a great looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. It'll improve the value of your home and your home will look better. Why not? With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. And in a few hours, you'll have a brand new front entrance. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. You can also apply for a job at SheaConcrete.com. Shea Concrete is hiring. They're always hiring. They're expanding. Things are booming for Shea Concrete. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right. Um, Tell me again who Kaepernick's talking to, Chad Johnson, and who's like, he's on a podcast, and I can't even keep track. But It was a show I'm unfamiliar with. Uh, it's, it's uh, well, TMZ has the story, and he was, well, I'll get it, if, since you can't, can you just Chad look Chad Johnson, Adam Pacman Jones, and Brandon Marshall for I Am <sighs> Athlete. I am athlete. I don't get that. I don't get what that's supposed to mean, but it's a thing where guys, you know, a lot of guys who hate the media, they'll go on with, I am athlete. So they go on, uh, Kaepernick goes on with uh, those guys, the I am athlete guys and says he's willing to play backup. Now, why he didn't say this four years ago or five years ago is beyond me. As I always said, he didn't really want to be back in the NFL. If he did, he would have said, I'll be a backup. I'll play for less. You know, I'll just give me an opportunity to show what I can do. He has not said that or done that for four years now, five years now. Finally, he's saying it. Finally, he wants to be a slave. As we know, he famously said the NFL is like slavery. Apparently, he wants to be a slave. He's willing to go back on the plantation for whatever reason. Uh, but as I said the other day, I give him credit for this. He's he, This is what he had to say. Two things he had to do. He had to show he could play. He had to, you know, get out there and show that he's in shape and he still can throw the ball, which is he's doing. He's not doing it against, you know, live contact. But he's out there throwing the ball around and he's showing a little humility, saying, I'd be a backup, you know, whatever. I just want a job, which means to me, he's not demanding, you know, eight million a year. Right. He will get a job. As we know, the NFL has gone woke. The NFL is gay. The NFL is queer. The NFL is trans. What else do they say in football? I'm sorry. Football is gay. Football is trans. Football is queer. That place, that that league is not going to keep Colin Kaepernick out and on the sideline. But let's listen to what he said. You could judge whether you think he's sincere and would be willing to back up and probably willing to put the the activism, you know, aside at least for a while while he competed for a job. But let's listen to Cap talk to the guys at I Am Athlete. Remember Carmelo Anthony, NBA. Can Carmelo Anthony go from being Carmelo Anthony and being coming off the bench? Can he take league minimum, right? Are you willing to be, do what Carmelo Anthony did if an opportunity presented itself today and they said, we want to bring you in as the backup? Would you take that? Yeah. You'll take that. If an opportunity- I, I, I know I have to find my way back in. Okay. So, yeah, if I have to come in as a backup, that's fine. 
but that's not where I'm that's not where I'm staying. And when I prove that I'm a starter, I want to be able to step on the field as such. I just need that opportunity right. to walk through the door. Right. <laughs> that's Chad Johnson and Brent Brandon Marshall doing the questioning, and they're sitting in the stands, the bleachers at like a high school field where I guess Kaepernick threw the ball around. You know what? We all agree. I agree with Jamel and Bamani and you know and, and Keith Olbermann. I want him back. Won't that be fun if he starts? I mean, picture him starting in August for whoever for Atlanta, playing a preseason game. Wouldn't you watch every? Oh snap? yeah, every single snap. It's, again, it's why Kyrie Irving makes me want to watch Kaepernick. I will be rooting against him. I'll be hoping he fails miserably because I think he's a terrible person who celebrates the murder of police officers, that guy, I want him back in the league. I want to see him play for real. And by the way, if he does go down in flames, if he does suck, then we'll be done. We'll be done. I feel like we've been talking about him for like 20 years mm. and we'll finally be done saying, see, he couldn't play. That's the guy that Blaine Gabbert beat up. That's the guy that went three and 16 in his last two years. If, if he still stinks, we will be done. Close the book and move on. And he can go back to, Hating cops. I think but. it's really just going to come down to if he's going to kneel and make a spectacle again. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he won't. You know, it sounds like, and you know they're going to ask that if he gets signed. So again, if it's Atlanta and they say, you know, we'd like to sign you, but, um, you know, you're, you're, we don't want, <laughs> I don't, we don't want the distraction. We're an NFL team. You're going to be a quarterback. We don't want the media all running to you and saying, did you hear what happened in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, you know, the, the cop shot a guy. What do you right. think? And have him talk about that and then have all the people come out of the woodwork from newspapers and news channel, Fox News and CNN all gather around. What would Kaepernick say about the shooting in Grand Rapids? Yeah, because he, he doesn't have to kneel anymore because when you even if you just see him, that's what you think of. So he it defeats the purpose almost. If you're. You know, I don't think you don't think you want that. You don't. That's not what you're hoping for. If you're whoever the Atlanta Falcons or whoever signs him, mm. but we'll see. I mean, I want him back. He makes it interesting. He makes it fun. All right, quickly, I want to get to uh, Ayana Presley's reaction. You'll be shocked. I know we talked about this the other day. Uh, um, the shooting in Grand Rapids. The guy. Uh, can you say his name for me again? Laya Layola. Yeah, him. Loyola. Uh, cop pulls him over, uh, tells him to stay in the car. He gets out of the car. Cop says for his license. He doesn't. He ends up wrestling with the cop, fighting with the cop. Cop is begging him, saying, you know, put down the taser. For No, first of all, he's saying, just give it up, submit, stop fighting. Cop is begging him because he knows, you know, this isn't going to end well. It can't end well. Uh, and, and, and fortunately, somebody... I don't think the uh, the dash cam, uh, the uh, body cam was working or whatever, but it didn't matter. A bystander had the camera on the whole time. I think the bystander was with or knew or supported uh, Loyaya. Uh, but uh, we got to see it all. And again, the cop didn't want to do it. He, the, the Loyaya took the, uh, took the taser. If the cop gets shot with the taser, gets shocked, incapacitated, then he's probably dead. Then the guy takes his gun or just bashes his head in. So the cop did what he had to do. 
He had no choice. You could say it's barbaric or whatever. It's savage. It doesn't look good. He's shooting a guy in the back of the head. Right. But, and of course, you got the predictable reaction. You got Benjamin Crump flying into town. You got Ayanna Presley tweeting, a black man killed, a family robbed of a life, another indictment of an unjust system. I'm holding Patrick Loyola's family in prayer. There can be no justice, but there must be accountability. And as I responded, you know, here's an, how about you watch the video? How about you admit the cop had no choice that Loyola should not have resisted, stolen the taser. And by the way, what does it have to do with race? There's no racial an- angle here. Uh, how about you do the right thing and not inflame racial tensions, but she can't, that's what she does. That's what Ben Crump does. And I'm going to guess, I, you know, Shapton's on his way to Grand Rapids. Thank God that guy has the video. Imagine the uproar if he didn't have the, if we didn't have a video, the okay. cop just shot him in the back of the head. It looked like an execution. Yeah. And then you have the news, Andrea Mitchell saying, you know, unarmed, unarmed. He took his taser. I think this cop will be exonerated as he should be. And, you know, the, the Ayanna and, and, and Ben Crump and company will probably lie about it and say, you know, he was unarmed and he was innocent and he was an angel. Uh, but they should be saying one thing, all of them saying, guys, stop fighting, stop resisting. There can be no good that could come of this. Look at Jacob Blake, George Floyd, Patrick Ayoya. Stop resisting. Why can't a leader, if you're a leader, if you're a you know, leader of the black community or a leader in Congress, if you're Ayanna Presley, if you're Ben Crump, if you're a, why can't you say that? Why can't you say one important message here? All guys, you get pulled over, just cooperate. We all get pulled over. Don't fight. Don't, here's a, here's a little bit of advice. Don't grab the police officer's taser. Well, if I got, so that's, yeah, if I got arrested and I grabbed the cop's taser, I'm just as dead as that guy. Like it's not, it's not a race. There's thing. no question. I mean, the last thing the cop wants to do, he knows what's going to happen. He knows it's on video and he still shoots him in the back of the head. Cause he knows the guy, Ayoya, Loyola got the gun, got the taser. And all he's thinking of, he's going to tase me. And then what's he going to do to me? So I'm not sure. Of course, Ayanna Presley doesn't care. All she wants to do is race hustle. And she doesn't give you a, a, a another scenario, like a, a, an alternative, like a solution. What was the cop supposed to do? He's begging him, you know, stop fighting, put down the taser, let go of the taser. He's begging him because he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want this outcome. He's the last guy who wants to shoot some young guy in the back of the head. He was left with no choice and shame on people like you, Ayanna Presley. All you do is inflame tensions. You are always part of the problem, not the solution. But I will leave it there. I got to head out to Hopkinton. I got to head out. I'm getting, I got a carbo load and then maybe I'm going to train for a while. Then I'll head out to Hopkinton. Good day for a race. I might go somewhere along the uh, route to cheer the folks on and to heckle the runners who wear masks. Someone's got to do it, but uh, that will do it for today. Happy Patriots Day. Thanks to everybody for watching. Listen and thanks to you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. 
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.